0: Switch like this. Watch me flip the switch like this. Rage from the grave, time to wake up. my faith, time to stay up. Watch me flip the switch like this. Watch me flip the switch like this. I don't know.
1: It's all good.
0: But yeah, man, uh, welcome to the podcast where we flip the switch on everything. On oh, everything. Everything from relationships to spirituality, from freedom and identity to whatever else you want to talk about. And right now, we're going to talk about fatherhood.
1: It is that month.
0: It is that month. It is that time. Um, some people might be like, oh, Father, Father's Day is not for another couple of weeks or so. Listen, we understand that. But in this month, we are going to really be highlighting and talking about fathers. We are going to be talking about fatherhood. And so yeah y'all y'all rock with us, you know what I'm saying like it, this is definitely something that's that needs to be talked about this is a subject matter and topic that needs to be heard and understood and and even have a a difference of perspective you know what I'm saying we need to change our perspective we need we need to change the narrative of fatherhood so that we can have um I don't want to just say more fathers in the homes but just we need to just you know, fatherhood needs to be seen. Well, we we do want more fathers life. in the homes, though. We do. No, 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 that. I'm not. I'm not saying not that. I'm just saying, like, I don't want to say it. Just limited to that necessarily. Like, I don't want people to think that it's only about trying to get fathers in the homes. Like, it's not just that. Because I mean, we have some fathers that are in the homes, and they are crappy fathers. And right. so, you know, what I'm saying in some cases, because of that. Toxicness. It would sometimes be better if a child didn't have a father in the home. Well, they
1: not fathers then. They sperm donors. We got sperm donors in the home. We trying to make them become fathers. <laughs> okay,
0: I, I can go with you on that. So I guess that, I guess we could just say, you know, <laughs> what you say, yeah. You know, right? I ain't gonna knock that one. That was that was a good one. I didn't think about that.
1: Yeah, man. But um, you know, I this is this is important, man. Because I grew up without a father, and fatherhood is important to me. I see how important it is.
0: Yeah, and we ourselves are fathers. Dre has right. two kids. I got three. They they call me Papa. Like I like some of my friends, some of my brothers. They, I they text me and they say, "Hey, Papa, what's going on?" I, I get called Papa now. I don't know. I just laugh every time when it happens, man. Or or Mike, Mike Smith. Uh, he he tell me, bro, like. Man, you're you're a daddy, daddy. Like you're a father, father. <laughs> like, hey, like, just, like I got you three got, kids. You bro. got a squad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey,
0: man, if I would have had uh, another boy, bro, that would have been a point guard, a center, and a power forward. Man, I think, I, or or a shooting guard, of power forward and a center. I think because, <laughs> and I just say that just because on my dad's side, it's a, it's a lot of tall people usually. We get to around six feet or so, at least. Um, definitely, if you're a center, you're not going to be just six feet for sure. Like you're going to be taller than that. <laughs> but that I'm saying that to say though, there are we got some six foot sevens, eights, nines. You know, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. We got a few tall, tall people. So you know what I'm saying. It, it's a potential possibility for a center. You know what I'm saying. But thank God that um, I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm just Are done. you done yeah I'm done bro i got my cheerleader i got i got my 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 football basketball stars and and i'm good i'm good bro we we good right where we at
1: we might have to talk about this off camera but oh I don't yeah we've we, we done to be we done? Done. that's just it. It, the mindset
0: it is the- it is it see i think what it was was that because I didn't have a girl bro. <laughs> I just, I am mentally, I, I don't think I was really done. Yet. So, mm. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm done. That's all I've got to say. Okay. Uh, so now y'all know what we're getting into. Um, Before we fully get into that, uh, Dre, what you got for your highlight, bro? What,
1: what's, what's, so, who are we highlighting this week? This week, I am highlighting somebody that I've been a fan of for a long time. Um, but they did just do something this week, and I started paying more attention to what they've been doing outside of what they are known for, and I'm highlighting Lecrae, somebody that you know, yeah. that you are very familiar with. You know, um, I've been a fan of since 5
0: 06. You've been a fan of him since 05? 05, bro. Like, literally, that's almost the beginning, beginning. Yeah. Like... That's definitely in the beginning times of because if I'm not mistaken, his his first two albums were already out because it was real. It was real talk. Then there was um, after the music stops, which is the second album, mm-hmm. and then they had the the they had the one one six click compilation albums, mm. and that's when I. I want to say that's around the time, yeah, that I um, I heard of him and all this. Well, no. So, yeah, I want to say it was like 05 because, actually, you remember MySpace? Yeah. Remember when you put, you know, music on your profile and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. That was, actually, I heard the 116 anthem on an old friend of mine's page at the time. And I was like, yo, this is dope. I just didn't know who it like really, you know, who it was or anything. I was like, oh, this is this is dope. I mean, I felt like it was dope, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I, but that's cause I grew up in the church, so you know what I'm saying, like for me that, you know, to be able to kind of contextually excuse me, to be able to put the 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 letters that Paul wrote into rap form mm-hmm. for me was is dope. hmm
1: So yeah, I think uh, for those of y'all who don't know him, he is one of the, I think, I would say uh, leaders of the culture um, as far as being a believer and knocking down the doors of the mainstream and being right there in the midst of it all. You know, um, he has one of the most, like I just recently heard the TI interview with him on the podcast. He's on the Um, Yeah, the Expeditiously Podcast. And T.I. said something that I agree with. He has one of the most memorable BET ciphers. Um, So I gotta give him credit just on the rap side, just for that, you know what I mean? But as a leader, as a father, his activism is one of the reasons why I'm highlighting him right now because he's always spoke out on issues that deal with the black community. He's always received backlash from the church for doing so. And he keeps doing (laughs) it, you know? (laughs) It, it, It has not stopped him so i respect uh. him i respect him for that yeah it's a whole nother topic you know and actually we might dive a little bit into it today but i respect him yeah for, okay. for doing that for making those moves i actually got on him the first time um it was a song off rebel i don't even remember the name of the song but he was rapping fast that's all i know and i heard you remember that. like
0: uh what is like any other words the, the only but... thing
1: i remember is that he quoted uh luke 12 Fifteen and twenty-two, and the, oh, uh, the second Don't waste verse. your life. Don't, don't waste life. your that, That's it. That's exactly what. That it is. mess. I will never forget that. I will never. Yeah.
0: Like literally, even to this day, I will sometimes go back to that to like get motivation when I feel like I'm wasting my life. Literally. Oh yeah. Like yeah, when so I feel I heard, like I know I'm not doing. Yeah, I go to mm-hmm. I go to that song.
1: So when I heard that, I was like, okay, he's dope, you know, and um. I still didn't like, like keep up with him too hard. I heard that. And then I came back a little bit like some years later and um I heard Praying for You. I thought that was dope. I thought that's kind of oh, tight. Yeah. Like how he how he flipped it oh. at the end. And so at first I was just getting thrown songs here and there. Like Ronnie was just throwing me songs here and there, like listen to this right here, listen to this right here. But then when church clothes came out, I was like, I am a fan. When I heard church clothes, that's what took it for me. I said, "Oh, this dude ain't playing. He is not Come playing with the one, industry." Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I was like, "Oh, yeah. this dude is not playing with the industry." So that's that's what kind of took it for me. So he is an anomaly. He is unique in his purpose, and I gotta highlight him this week, man. This week I've paid attention to his activism. He lives what he talks about, and he's actually he actually I as an artist to follow. He actually, you actually see growth. Not just change, but growth. Like, I've seen artists change. Like, Lil Wayne changes a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not really grows, you know what I mean? <laughs> he changes, he doesn't really grow. I, I've seen Lecrae, every time he's about to drop something new, he's always talking about some experience that he's growing from. And this is the reason why. You know what I mean? Like, this is where this yeah. album is coming from, from this experience that I had in my life or this way that I was being or acting, and I wanted to come out of that, so that's where I dropped this album. And that's dope to me. Uh, You don't see that all the time. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I I do agree with that. Yeah. Hey, I got to ask this question real quick before we get into anything else. Have Mm -hmm. you heard KB's remix verse to Don't Waste Your Life?
1: No, didn't know that existed. (sighs) Did not know that existed. I had to find it. Is it just KB Bouncer? Yes. There is a mashup.
0: There is a mashup uh, somewhere online. I'm going to see if I can find that. But you will not have to look my brother. You you, you know me. I am an avid Lecrae fan. Like I am one of those that have stuck with him through the thick and the thin, supported everything he's done overall. You know what I'm saying? I think the only thing that I ever said that I felt like I kind of wish he just – Hadn't done, sorry, Lecrae. If you ever hear this, bro, but you know what I'm saying, like, was the uh, uh, was the and, and, and again, I didn't, I didn't knock it in the sense that, like, I understood the purpose for it. I just realized, you know, it wasn't for me. but It was just like it's just because it, it was just too much, uh, for me personally speaking. But when he did the let, tr- let the trap say amen, let the trash. Now amen. when we had a discussion and he gave me like. <laughs> And You kind of broke it down from your perspective and all that stuff. I was like, yeah, that's true. I, you know, I ain't gonna knock that. Uh, I just, like I said, it's just for me personally. This weekend, it's not something that, and that was the first time that that's ever happened. Every, every album, every mm-hmm. mixtape, every everything that he's ever put out, I've been able to listen to back and forth, back and forth, all day long. Period. Nothing to it. Mm-hmm. There was only one song that he did on a project, I was like kinda like, eh, you know, don't know about this one. But I still thought it was like fun and, you know, to listen to. And and that was the one that he did with uh with he uh with E forty on Church Court. Oh 30. yeah no I don't like this one. <laughs> but outside of that, I was still able to listen to that whole entire project back and forth mm. back. This was the first one I was like, ah, man. Like, I understand the purpose, bro, but you know. Yeah, I guess in a way. I guess it, it is. Don't you know wrong, It is. Uh, and it was something different for for him because he's never, he's never done that type of project before. Not full mm. on. He's only done like a, a track or two you know, per project after I want to say it was after he, um, released. He kinda got into that from anomaly on. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, was it before Anomaly? No, I think it was just Anomaly On. Then that's when you kinda hear him get into that flow a little bit more. Yeah. And, and you know what I'm saying? This, that style of music to a degree. But then he came out with let the Let the Chop say Amen. Again, the purpose is definitely positive and 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 and, and you know reasonable or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I, I love the purpose for it. Like I said, it was just a personal thing. This now something I can always listen to. I feel like, yeah, it's. Just, I gotta be in the mood for trap music like that. Yeah. Otherwise, I can't. I can't do trap music. It just because it sounds too. It just sounds too much like the same thing, you know, for me. But yeah, when you get into the 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 specifics and the details of that, then yeah, then it's like, oh, you know. So I think that was part of the reason why I was able to go back and listen to it before, mm-hmm. um, after we had the conversation. because it was like, ah, oh, let me kind of listen to, and kind of listen with that, you know, with those things at the forefront of my mind. Mm-hmm. So. But anyways, yeah. Um, yeah but oh, yeah, that's my highlight. Lecrae is, Lecrae is definitely dope. Lecrae is definitely... Y'all check him um, out. Yeah, for real. Like, if y'all don't, man, seriously, I know a lot, a lot of... Um, Religious people may not necessarily be into, like, Christian hip-hop or whatever you want to call it, Um, or, you know, just a Christian that raps, you know. But you have plenty of them out there, and Lecrae is one of them. He is a believer. He raps, and he raps about real life, you know what I mean? Like, And I think that that's important for all believers to listen to is, you know, listen to real-life stuff. Like mm-hmm. we need that to, to balance us out between like it can't just be all Bible and you know what I'm saying like nothing about what's really going on.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So but we'll 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 end up Loki probably touching on that a little bit later. Anyways, let's yeah. random opinion time. Mm-hmm. Uh so I actually got I'm kind of stuck here because I want you know I only usually stick to one. But I'm gonna just so I'm gonna just say it like this. I have two. If you have never seen Slum Dog Millionaire, you have been sheltered. I have never it is seen a movie. movie. And I know, and I never saw it <laughs> until yesterday. I never I don't even remember hearing it. No, no, no. But I'm but I my wife had to put me on to that. I was like. And then the more she kinda kept breaking it down to me, I was like, mm, I don't know, cause you know, her taste and my taste, it's really two different tastes. I don't mm. know if I can count on this, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm into the Marvel. And don't get me wrong, I'm really I'm really pretty much into almost every type of movie there is. But mm. it just has to be really good. That's all my that's all I really ask for. I'm not hard to please when it comes to movies or TV shows and stuff. As long as it's really good, I'm I'm good. I don't really, you know. I'm not like some people where it's, like, super particular and, you know, they're picky and all that stuff. I don't, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I just need a good movie to watch or a good TV show to watch. And then, you know, then we can talk, you know, great from good. But the Slumdog Millionaire, if you've never seen that movie, you have been sheltered. I don't care how old you are. I don't care where you've been. The last, I think I think it, she said it came out in 2008. Um, I, don't, I don't care, you know whatever, like, listen, I was sheltered, and then my wife brought me to the light, she took the, she took the roof off, (laughs) and I'm so grateful that she did, listen, Slumdog Millionaire, if you've never seen it, you've been sheltered, you need to go watch that ASAP, don't watch nothing else before you watch Slumdog Millionaire, now, where'd you watch
1: it at, where'd you find it,
0: uh, she watched it, we watched it on HBO Max, I'm not sure if you know any other place has it. I'm not maybe Hulu has it, you know, or Netflix, I don't really know. But all I around? know is Hawaii, oh, she we got HBO Max, she put me on to that, and I am I am forever grateful to my queen. Okay, now I'm gonna look need to I need to add this because this was the original opinion that I had, and then just having mm. just having that experience made me add this. Add the Slumdog Millionaire to it. But listen. Actually, so technically I have three. Actually, I just thought about it. I actually have three. I already had two before this one. Money Heist on Netflix is the greatest thing written about bank robberies ever.
1: And is Money influence? Heist the
0: movie with Eddie Murphy? No, it's not. It, no. We're talking about the Netflix series.
1: Uh, Tower Heist. Money Heist. Okay, never exactly. seen it.
0: I'm telling you right now, it is better than any bank robbery movie, TV show, series, play, monologue. <laughs> I don't care what it is. It could have been on the street. Money Heist is the best of all time. I can't believe it, Listen, it is better than Inside Man. And Inside Man, and I'm not talking about the second one, I've never seen the second one, but for my dad. Yeah, and it only came out not in the movies. <laughs> so Denzel in the sequel? No, and that's no. how you know it's. I mean, no offense to the people that acted in it, <laughs> but it is not that great. Um, okay, didn't know that. It, exactly is, easy. it just de- it's definitely not better than Denzel. That's for sure. Right. But Inside and no Man offense, was amazing. In- 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 Inside Man was like phenomenal, but Money Heist is better. Okay, I'm telling you, the way they did this. And they're not done. Like, we're waiting on part five next
1: year. I cannot wait. Wait, part, wait, wait. it's So, you, oh, yeah, you just say it's a series. Yeah. So,
0: part five, when I say part five, they just basically, instead of saying season one, season two, season three, season four, it's, five, it's four parts right now. They're working on part five. They, they actually originally filmed it in Spain or wherever, you know, out of the country. Mm-hmm. And Then it it kind of flopped over there, but Netflix picked it up, brought it over here to America and just put voiceovers on it. All you got to do, that's that to me is the only actual flaw to the to the series is that mm-hmm. the voiceovers, you know what I'm saying, they're not always lining up with the mouth, but once you get pout, that whole uh, mouth sync issue, mm-hmm. whew, Bro. And last but not least, how to Get Away with Murder has the absolute best cliffhangers ever. Never seen. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Never You're too seen. Same for me, bro. I don't know. Same. I thought, <laughs> I, yeah, you too <laughs> same, bro. You too same, bro. I don't know. I don't know
1: if that has anything to do with it. I don't
0: know. I don't know what. I don't <laughs> know what's going on with you right now. Don't you mean you ain't never seen it? What? Never seen it.
1: Has Aubrey uh, seen it? No. We've never seen that show. Why? We've thought about it. I looked at the the clip. I think I even started one episode. Just never seen it. Why? I don't think I have anything against it. I just didn't. I wasn't super interested.
0: I'm telling you right now, you need to go. You need to go watch that. All
1: right.
0: I'm going to those cliffhangers. Right, those cliffhangers. You can't even. We can't even have no actual debate right now or anything. No, nah, Never seen this. That is this is terrible. Show. I'm, I'm thinking like, okay, Money Heist, we're probably not going to have no debate on that. But I was sure about how to get away with murder. Or at least you'd be able to agree with me. You can't even do that. What is this? I've heard good things about it. That's all I Listen, can say. <laughs> to our listening audience, I sincerely apologize for the lack of uh, fighting or debating that you guys are so often very, very much used to. I apologize. Uh, I probably should have mentioned all this before to Dre in our conversations and everything in preparation for the for the episode. So I sincerely apologize. I will make sure that we do better next week and moving <laughs> forward. Um, well, I mean, it's not going to be that bad because, you know, we have guests coming on the next few weeks. And, um Yeah. Actually, we have some guests coming on, yeah, for the next few weeks at least. So, uh, yeah, we'll be able to do better with those. But, you know, as far as when me and Dre is just on the show, uh, I'll make sure that we do better because this is not good. good. (laughs) I I will say this. If there is anybody out there who wants to disagree with me on Slumdog Billionaire, Money Heist, and or how to get away with murder? We can have that debate
1: anytime. I would say this: a show that had great cliffhangers. What? Well, actually, I think this is probably the best um, overall show that I've seen on Netflix or oh, Hulu. And whether I've um, seen it, or um, but not. I watched I it on Netflix. It's not better than how to get away with murder. Okay, see, I'm ready to debate that with you without even seeing how, the way to, get, how to get away with murder. <laughs> no, no, I'm not talking about the show. I'm saying
0: the cliffhangers aren't better.
1: I guarantee Oh, 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 oh. But mine I'm is telling um, Breaking Bad. I've never been more into a show than Breaking Bad. I do need to go on that bench, though. And after every episode, I, I just, I couldn't even sleep. It was hard for me to sleep. The show is so good. It's ridiculous. <laughs> i I did hear a lot about Breaking bad I never you've never seen it. breaking bad yeah, but but
0: here was my reason why because i actually i actually intended on getting into it, but because I missed so many uh episodes and stuff, I was like, ah like you know, and I'm not one to ever just jump into a uh to a series just like halfway or anything like that like once I've missed uh I don't necessarily have a particular count on how many episodes I miss It's just mm-hmm. once I've kind of missed uh what I feel is maybe like just too much or whatever, then, you know. I mean, it's I
1: finished. It's finished now, though. It's no, that's what I'm saying. I got to go on that bench. bench.
0: No, no. But I'm saying, like, yeah. at the time.
1: But that's in, how I felt about time. how to get away with murder, too. How many seasons is that so far? Six. They're done. Six seasons. Oh, they're done, though. OK. Yeah. OK. But it's it's worth every
0: bit of your time, <laughs> especially the last season. I felt like the last season, it was like, we going to remind y'all of why y'all got hooked into this in the first place. Because every episode was, like, the first season. And it was like, wait, what? Okay. But, and actually, I would even venture to say that the cliffhangers from, and the episodes were, that was probably the best season. I don't, I don't know. Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and look and then figure out which one was the best season, though. But off the top of my head, I would say the last season was the best season. Mm. Yeah, that's another debate to have. That's another thing to think about. We ain't going to have that right now, though, because you can't even talk about it. No,
1: I can't
0: talk about it. All right, man. So, look, man, let's get into this episode, bro. Um, an announcement, by the way, we are almost at June 15th. There's practically two weeks left until June 15th. And what is June 15th? June 15th is the last day that you can hit up Win uh, Win Publications, for sixty percent off website designs, sixty percent. Y'all better hop on that. I'm hop on that. I'm telling you. Like, and I do. I sincerely apologize to anyone that may have feel that we did not promote it the best and things like that. Uh, I'll admit that we have not, and I sincerely apologize. But listen, y'all need to go. Go get that. Go hit her up. All you gotta do is hit her up at Miss Wynn. Underscore on Instagram that is M I S S W I N N underscore and hit her up in her DM, DM on Instagram hit her up with the, the code word flip the switch and she gonna take care of y'all from there for sure 60% off is is that's a lot of money Heck yeah. <laughs> especially for website designs like website designs is definitely Kind of costly-ish. And she's, and depending she's, on who you have, but she's good. She's solid. She's good. She she, she, she makes it smooth like butter. Yeah. You gotta get so, in on that. Yeah. So. Anyways, uh. My bad, y'all. I just realized I'm gonna have that same issue We we get to talking. We get to the that we go with it freezing up. It I'll
1: just froze. Right. It literally was freezing, as you were saying. What are you parking the sun? Yeah, I forgot that I was facing the sun, and this is not the the best. I I, I it just it literally just hit Now, like, yo, you are not in the right position for this. Sorry, yeah, to your phone was gonna get hot right now, so we don't have this
0: issue getting into this episode or really being in that episode. All right, I'm good now. We can really, I'm just parking, I'm just parking.
1: I got skills. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, all is well in the world. Now, for let's get to it, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, you want to go first, or you want me to go first? How you want to go? Well, I think I should go first because I I feel like your questions are just just flat, just deep. <laughs>
1: Like you to go all the way straight to the demon. I'm trying to, I'm trying to swim but, our but, way there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's swim. Let's swim.
0: <laughs> so listen, um, let me just ask this question first, just in general, bro. What is
1: fatherhood like for you? Um, I think it's, it's a blessing, man. Uh, I I enjoy fatherhood. Like when I when I come home from work, I feel like I'm the king of my castle. Um, you know, I I think that. Like, early on, you know, I, I've i had some doubts about, like, how great of a father I could be. But mm-hmm. later on, one time I was having a conversation with somebody, and, you know, people always say, like, ah, oh, you know, one thing about kids is such a financial burden. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to have kids because of money and stuff like that. And I've always told them, look, I've, after kids, I've made more than I ever made in my life. Because mm. it, it forced me to grind, you know what I mean. So they haven't, even though they're a financial burden, it made me. It made me grow in how I look at money and how how I want more. You know what I mean. So, um, I, I I give them that. So yeah, man, it's it's been a blessing. It's made me grow as a man, and you know I can see the reflection of myself and my kids often. So uh, I'm with it. I love it. I recommend it. I feel it. Um, I, I I pretty much feel the same way. I I,
0: I will say. And as we kind of get more into the episode, I'll dive deeper in, into some details or whatever. But and just to keep it surface for right now, you know, and, and keep it in three feet. <laughs> um, I I I I don't I don't feel like they are a financial burden, but I do feel like if you're unprepared financially to to do things for yourself and then just welcome any help that comes along, then yeah, it is going to feel like they are a financial burden. But they are not the financial burden. It's just that, you know what I'm saying, you gotta, you gotta get your money right. You know what I'm saying? Cause they cost, you know, it costs to to you know to to make sure that they're good, that they're safe, that they eat, you know, they their clothes, all that stuff, you know, that they got the diapers and the wipes. And that is the bulk of your money right there. It's the diapers and the wipes. Lord have mercy. Mm. But I love fatherhood. Like, I keep saying it uh that parenthood is the best hood, and i will always feel like that so i i feel like that because i feel like fatherhood is literally the best and no offense to mothers and motherhood uh no slight to that at all just i, I, <laughs> I love i mean i love, it's nothing like being a father on this planet and i'm sure mothers especially good mothers great mothers they feel the same way about motherhood so you know what i'm saying but just i you know i can't speak from the perspective of motherhood i can only speak from the perspective of fatherhood and fatherhood is like legitimately like the best hood there is to rep ever. Like there's no, there's no greater feeling than fatherhood. Like it is, it, yeah, I just, I just feel like, I just feel that thing. Like when I come home, you know what I'm saying? And my daughter is looking at me and just smiling and just like trying to get it, you know, get to me. And she's going on six months. And it's like, yo, like the way she just smiles at me though, like literally, I just I I just walked out the house for like maybe like five minutes yesterday, five to ten minutes yesterday. Came right back. She had just seen me, but it was like, yo, like I ain't seen you all day, kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's nothing like kids coming to you smile when my when my boys started walking and they were able to like, you know, start really walking to me and stuff. Man, I remember my my oldest when he first started to walk and I would come home from work. Uh, it was nothing like my son walking to me. And then I got to, they got to the point, uh, I have a certain way that I knock at my door. If I ever mm-hmm. need to knock on my door. Sometimes I forget my keys. Y'all, y'all pray for me. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll knock on the door a certain way. And they know it's daddy. And right. him and his brother, they <laughs> get to come into that door. They know it's daddy. They get to jumping up and down and doing all that stuff. I open the door. I can't even get in the door without them being right there.
1: I mean, now I, I can
0: because they get, yeah, now I can because they, you know, they be doing their own thing now. But you know what I'm saying. But even still, like they, 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 they love seeing me come to the door. They love, you know, seeing me. It, it's just, it's a beautiful thing, bro. Like, it, oh yeah, if my daughter has some kind of man. electronic
1: device when I come home, she act like I don't exist.
0: Oh yeah, like, yeah. She, she, yeah what's, what's, oh. Up? what's up? Oh, don't let me go to grandma's <laughs> house. Don't let me go to, to, to grandma's house. It's it's a wrap. Like no, it, it's funny because my youngest son he'll kind of be looking like, where y'all going? So we got to kind of sneak out if we want to mm-hmm. go somewhere. But outside of that. They act like when we're not there, they don't. They don't even remember that we're there. They be with their aunties and their grandma and they all going there and their grand and their granddad. And it, it just, you know, what I'm saying. And I, but it's funny because I'm grateful for that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. to be able to kind of like be able to entrust our kids to to other family members and stuff like that. But yeah, I love I love fatherhood, man. I, I yeah, fatherhood is, is is in a nutshell. Fatherhood is is great
1: for me it is absolutely great for me so i'm with you i'm with you on that i'm with you on that you want to do another one because uh, yeah, i want to say one.
2: yeah
0: uh hmm. yeah we could do this one before you get into one of yours because right. like i said you you trying to swim at ap <laughs> 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 Yeah, you you trying to swim in the deep end? Not like you ain't even trying to like baby, you know, baby swim or nothing. You just take take all the the gear off and everything. Just go swim. You matter <laughs> you, like, you are one of those. You are one of those 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 parents. You are one of those uncles that will just toss my kid. And <laughs> in. Throw
1: the kid in the water, and they will learn.
2: <laughs>
1: oh man! So, I've always so, agreed yeah. with that concept. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So look, man, so look, um let, let's get into this. Uh did you feel prepared to be a father when you got the news that you you know, and, and, and yeah, this is gonna kinda go hand in hand with another question I asked. So then I'll leave I'll leave the my last question as like the last question of the episode so you can kind of get to yours. But okay. so yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna run it like this because it's kind of all grouped together when I re- when I look at it. So, did you feel prepared? You know what I'm saying when you when you first found out your wife was pregnant with the first baby, and then how did you deal with the news that you were going to have a baby? then okay, we can so, go to the details of both both pregnancies, and I'll get into mine too.
1: Okay, so I have two crazy stories behind both of my kids. Um uh my daughter, at first, God was kind of preparing me to have a kid. I, um,
0: Interesting. I
1: Yeah, I started, I think one day I was studying and I started reading the book of Haggai and, you know, saw the, is it the book of Haggai or the story of Haggai? Not really sure which one it is. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, she was having this trouble about having a kid. And she kept praying to God. She was in despair and stuff like that. And God finally gave her a kid. The mother of Samuel. Whoever the mother of Samuel. Um, so that story, as I was studying that story, and I wanted to go teach it, you oh. thinking right now, is it? Yeah, i can't remember. <laughs> like, I don't
0: know. I can't remember his mom for some reason. <laughs> but it, it might have been. So, I, you know, I don't want to say no, and then I don't want to say yes. <laughs> sick we're just sick to We're going to kind of just gloss over it like it never happened.
1: And so whatever it was, I, I studied that one. I was studying Abraham. And, you know, God started revealing to me through the scriptures as I was studying. Like, okay, like, some promises that I got for you are going to happen once you have kids. And this mm-hmm. was when I was probably like a year and a half into the marriage. So I went to go talk to my wife. Real, real talk. I'm going to go talk to her. And I said, look, um, God is starting to tell me, like, some stuff is going to start happening once we start having kids. Now, I'm not saying let's just plan to have them but let's stop preventing to happen.
2: She agreed.
1: <laughs> she agreed. She actually agreed with me. Um also oh, she didn't then, act like Sarai. No. No. She agreed with me. She was like, <laughs> "Okay, you know what I mean? If you if, if that's true, let's roll with it." So then what happened was did she
0: um, at least laugh? I was
1: like, <laughs> you <know>, "I <I'm> just... <laughs> I just um, <laughs> I can't imagine, bro. That's that funny, bro. <laughs> so uh, then we we went to go see um, her. Her granddad was a, a bishop. He I had never met the guy before. He's from the south. He came to California to come visit. Um, and he wanted to see us. Now he's a bishop, but he's also a self-proclaimed prophet. And um, he was yeah. having a night, a night of prophecy. You know what I mean? He was doing. You know, we gotta have that conversation, right? Oh, yeah, we we should (laughs) have. We got to have that conversation. So, so, you know, I have a lot of, I had a whole lot of, um, you know, feelings towards somebody who would call themselves a prophet. So when we went there that night, this is my first time meeting the guy, too. And I'm like, okay. He's like, I'm prophesying tonight. Come through. I'm like, all right. Uh, We went there. And, you know, at first, he's telling people, you know, about, the house they gonna get and the job they gonna get i'm in there like oh, you know what i mean? like bro aight man like why, why did i come here tonight why did i this? <laughs> you know what i mean and then he tells me and my wife to stand up he's like all right you know he started talking and i promise you when he started talking he sounded exactly the way god sounds when he talks to me when i pray like that's the, lucky the, scary. The, the, the the tone of his voice the words he was using. He wasn't even saying good things. He was all like, yeah, times is about to get hard for you. You know what I'm saying? You got to carry these burdens. And I was like, why am I not getting new houses and new cars and stuff? Like, what the heck is going (laughs) on? Like, I was tripping (laughs) when he first started. (laughs) And then, of course, you know, he started to say some good things in the middle of it. Then right in the middle of it, he says, and the Lord told me, uh, Arbany, that he is about to open your womb and you are about to be pregnant. And I was like, uh where is that coming from, you know what I mean? So we, <laughs> we we went back home. Um she got a call from her other granddad the next day and he was like, um hey, is, are you are you pregnant yet? She just asked out the blue. Like no She was like like why'd you ask me that? He was like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I know you've been married for a little while. I just I just kinda wanted to know. We still kinda dismissed it. I was like, all right, go ahead get some pregnancy tests. You know what I'm saying? Let's Let's, let's let's see what's happening. And she was not came out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a month later, found out she was pregnant. And but when they when the doctors went to the timeline, she actually was pregnant during the prophecy. During that what? Night, she was already <laughs> she was already pregnant. So crazy story, man. But that's literally you know how my how my daughter came to us. So I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised. I, it was like the journey to it wasn't surprised. but when I heard the news, I was like, "Oh snap!" Like it's it's real. It made me trust God a little bit more. The story about my son, not as long. Literally, she started feeling so top away. Went to go. Uh, then we had um, a church member. Same thing. She just said, you know, Armini, <laughs> and, and bro, I'm not lying to you. This girl, she is a prophetess because she has predicted at least three or four pregnancies within uh, people inside the young adult group inside of uh, my church. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And so she just told Armini, she was like, yo, I, I think you're pregnant. She's like, I just, I had a dream. I think you're pregnant. I was like, all right, let's go get some pregnancy test. Last time we was told this, it was right. And Tex said, no. Turned back around, she started feeling the type of way. Tried it again, ended up being pregnant once again. Same thing. <laughs> Tracked the timeline. She was already pregnant that night. The test just just said no. So <laughs> that one, that one though, because I was hurt. I heard it from her and not from God. I was upset. I was like, Lord, why you didn't tell me? You ain't me. Me. me nothing. Like, what is? Oh why are we man. pregnant again? That one, I wasn't like, in full Holy Spirit mode about. I wasn't, like, trying. I wasn't trying for that one. I was like, oh, no, I ain't want that. So, yeah, that's so... Um, I think the only other thing I can say about the story is when I found out that my uh, first child was a girl, that scared the mess out of me, bro. Like, yeah. Talk. Oh, man. Yeah, and, and you know what? It wasn't because um, I was scared, like, that I wouldn't be a good dad to her. I do, Mm -hmm. I would be really protective, but um, I just, I had this underlying feeling that, uh, and I wrote a song about it too, and I had this underlying feeling that she would one day start dating who I was in the past. That's my Mm. biggest fear. It's one of my biggest fears, Mm. is having to face me as a young man dating my daughter. I'm afraid of that. Bro. So...
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know how I'm gonna handle that situation. But yeah, that happened. Okay. So, yeah. Interesting. That was definitely last <laughs> for for sure. Like, but that that was a that was a, that was a good that was a good. Those are some good uh, stories, bro. And I'm I'm glad you brought that out so people can uh, better understand. Like, you know, what I'm saying like your feelings and stuff uh, for each pregnancy. Because I, I I think the thing is too. Like, I think there are probably people who have never had more than one child or don't Mm -hmm. have children at all, they might think, I don't know for sure. I've never heard nobody say so, but they could, you know, think or believe that, you know, oh, all pregnancies are the same. They are not. (laughs) I have three of them and I am telling you all three pregnancies for my wife were far from the same. They were all distinctively different, for sure. I don't even think there were any similarities between the three. So, you know what I'm saying? So, I'm glad that you that you brought that out so that people can understand, like, okay, he had two different, you know, feelings, you know what I'm saying? Not bad, just, you know, just different, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. So, uh, did you feel prepared? Did you feel prepared for both of them? Um, or at least for or at least for the first one. You know since God kind of did tell you you was going to have Yeah, a, I think yeah. I was
1: mentally prepared for the first one. You know, I was mentally prepared for the first one. Second one no. no. Okay. I, Let me, I, I'm not I'm not going to okay. front with you. I was very indifferent about that second child. Say I was not happy.
0: <laughs> oh man. It's it's funny. Ah, uh, dang, see, we got uh, we gonna we gonna kind of get into the deep stuff because that 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 I think that's a good um, yeah I don't want us to miss we shoot, we need to do a bonus episode like a part two just in between episodes because this is like bro you kind of bring up some stuff that like I'm like yo like we kind of we this is the whole point of the the podcast is to get into some stuff like this that other people are definitely dealing with and they don't know who to talk to about it they don't know how to have these conversations with people especially men so they they internalize everything and then Mm -hmm. that's it they live we live in our heads i'm i'm a i'm a truthful person about that um i i i have it on the bonus episode that has not been quite released just yet it should be it'll be released before this episode is released but uh you know i said i live in my head i i i just Started coming, started to break out of that habit of living in my head. So let me ask this: We just gonna do a, a, a extra part to this, you know, saying with me and you and Felicia in between episodes. Okay. Um, you said that you know you were you you were feeling indifferent about you know the second your your you know the second pregnancy. Mm-hmm. You know, like. I guess what, what I want to ask you, what made you feel indifferent about that? And then, you know, like, how did you navigate those, those feelings?
1: Well, I mean, I think, all right, so (laughs) man, I got crazy stories about my kids. So I, I felt indifferent at first, but crazy thing was me and my wife both felt indifferent. We both was like, you know, we didn't see this coming. Can we really handle this? You know, my daughter was only well, one and a half, so she wasn't even all the way to yet. So it was like, how are we supposed to, you know, navigate? get through? I was already starting to experience like some financial hardships, mainly finances though. You know what I'm saying? So what I thought about. And the fact that, I guess I got spoiled from the first pregnancy and I was like, God, you supposed to like tell me way ahead of time. You know what I mean? Like I thought we had that type of relationship, I thought it was going to be like that every time. Uh-huh. And, and it wasn't. Um, so, you know, I think through throughout the pregnancy like throughout the pregnancy itself, it was the hardest one because even the way my wife felt, she felt physically different the second time from the first time she felt worse, she was way less comfortable, way more snappy um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and 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 that was harder so i it was almost like. My, my lifestyle during that time was almost like I went to go take care of her, and after I make sure she's straight, I'm by myself. Like, I, we had really no, no middle time between that. I went to go take care of her, and I took care of her. I, I, I'm not in the room. I'm, I'm by myself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so that, I, because I, I had a whole lot to process. You know, what I mean, that's when I first started trying to step into entrepreneurship and stuff like that. Because I knew things had to change. So um, you know, I, I think I, I think I dealt with it. Um, you know by trying to figure out what I really wanted out of life at that time, you know, it kind of forced vision out of me. It kind of forced me to kind of look and see, okay, what do I really want out of life? What do I really want for my future? You know, like that. But it took me like to get away from my wife. Like I had to, (laughs) I went to go make sure she was straight. And then I was out, you know, crazy, the crazy story um, behind it is that we were planning, a um and things started to change after this. So we were planning a gender reveal party. You came, didn't it? Did you come? No, I don't think you I want to say. Think it was already I want to say, I didn't
0: know. Yeah, and, and w- once I moved out here, it was hard for me to make it to almost anything because of the, the the type of job that I had too. You know what I mean? Like I was working over the weekends, and you know, it, it was just it it was a jeez. So yeah, I want to say no, I did not make it yeah i didn't because yeah, yeah. mike smith mike smith and 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 ronnie uh was there and that's yeah. where mike uh ronnie took uh mike uh, the cover they, that's where they got the cover art for his uh, uh yes
1: for his album uh, yep, yep yeah i didn't yep, make it the it. same day yeah so i um i was up late one night um i was up late one night praying my wife was in the bed asleep i was praying and I was just praying, you know, over her stomach, over the baby, just making sure things was all right. And because we we're planning a gender reveal, I did not know what the gender was. And you know, I was like, God, you know, I, oh. I do, I, I do want a boy. You know what I'm saying? Like I had a girl already. I, I want a boy. Um, and this is getting kind of close to the the party. And God spoke to me, and He said, "You're gonna have a boy, and I want you to name him David." He also told me that we and him were going to clash when he got older. I don't know what, what that's going to look like or what is going to happen. But he told me. Um, <laughs> so I was tripping at first. I was like, God, is this really you? You know what I mean? Like, what, what can we do? And so I asked him. I said, All right, if this is really you, I need to see a sign. I was like, and what I want you to do, I got specific about it. I was like, make the baby kick my wife in her stomach so hard that she wakes up out of her sleep make the kick so hard that she wakes up out of her sleep. And I probably laid there for about maybe 10 minutes. And 10 minutes after you say something like that is a long time. So I was just laying there like, okay, maybe I was just tripping. And I, was, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know where she just, oh, ow, what was that? She just pops up. Like, really, it was crazy. And so I was like, oh, shoot, dang, it's real. You know, so I had to tell her. <laughs> I, I was kind of skating around the issue of, like, telling her, but I still ended up telling her that night, like, hey, it's, it's a boy, and we got to name him David. You know what I mean? And she was like, what? I don't want to name him David. Like, that's such a boring name. I was like, man, God told me to do it. Like, we got mm-hmm. to name him David. <laughs> and she actually tried to skate around it. She was like, his middle name is Marcel, because my dad's middle name is Marcel. She was like, well, name his first name, Marcel, and his middle name, David. And then she actually had a talk with her mom. After that, her mom was like, if God told him to name him David, you better name him David. So then. Right. Like, just yeah. <laughs> So it was crazy because, like I said, it was a gender reveal. So we never went to the hospital to go see the sex. So I'm sitting there the whole time. When the party actually came, I'm like, okay, if things ain't blue, you know what I mean? Like, how am I supposed to feel? I was like, but if it is blue, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That God really told me I was going to have a boy. And sure enough, stuff was blue after we popped the balloons and everything. It was a boy. I had already told some some of my friends there that, you know, I had the, the conversation with God, and it was like, oh, well, it's going to be a boy then, you know. Came out to be a boy. I ended up having to talk <laughs> with Mike, and I talked with Mike Smith. I'm glad you had brought that up, and he was telling me, you know, when God tells you to name your baby something, it's usually after a pattern of somebody that he's named that, you know? He's like, and, right. you know, D- David, he's the standard of a king. Uh, every time you had another king in the Bible, God will always go following the ways of the way David did. You know what I mean? If you follow in these ways and these statutes, the way David. I never realized that. Yeah. He was pretty much the standard of what a king was supposed to be. Um, he was like, so if you didn't name him David, he wouldn't have had the same path. And I was like, oh, dang. You know, (laughs) I was like, you know, glad I did. So, um, but yeah, crazy. So after that, Ah, I was cool, you know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> yeah, pregnancy was cool then, because I'm like, God, you talk to you. I, I think that's what I would kind of wait on, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if I have a conversation with God about it, we cool. And he was silent at first. He wasn't saying nothing. Uh, <laughs> but after hmm. he talked to me, pregnancy became easier, you know what I'm saying? Easier to deal with, because I was excited now,
0: you know? Okay, but, okay. Yeah. All right. Um I I'll go ahead and answer. Uh I d I'll be honest. I did not feel prepared to uh to be a father when I on all first and, child either. First child especially, but I was excited. Mm-hmm. Like the and I must I'm gonna go one by one. So the first child my wife was pregnant and I was excited, like what, like, because it was always a dream that of mine to have, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it became more of a, of a desire, a stronger desire when my godson was born, I was Mm -hmm. in the waiting room with uh, his godmother and um, uh, uh, another friend of my cousin's wife. And um, we were all in the waiting room. They passed by with him in the incubator, you know what I'm saying, to take him and everything and transfer him and all that. And so I see him and I I was like, man. Like I was in such awe and amazement. And it just made me want my own son. Like I was like, I want a girl too, but I really want a girl first. <laughs> yeah, so, want boy first. And I wanted a boy first too. Me and my wife, we weren't even dating at the time yet. Like we were still Uh, this was about two years prior to that and um or a year a year prior to to me and her dating and 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 um and I was like man I really want my own son like you know and so you know uh finally had uh the first birth and um you know we found out as a boy on on the way you know to her you know uh Let me not say on the way, because then that makes it seem like we didn't know until, like, she gave birth. But, you know what I'm saying? Just in the process of the pregnancy, you know, we decided to opt in to know the uh, the, the sex of the baby. And we did Mm -hmm. all our kids like that. We did all our kids like that to... uh, No, no, actually, I'm sorry. We did the first two like that. The the third one, which was my daughter, we said we would just uh, get the sex of the baby, but we would wait and have a gender reveal. Mm -hmm. And um, we had the gender reveal. But the first baby, you know, my oldest son, uh, you know, I was, I was stupid excited about, you know what I mean? But I was there was a part of me that was just scared because I didn't feel like, you know, I was ready to be a father, you know what I'm saying, on any level. I just, like, yo, like, you know, it, it just financially especially was the yeah. hardest thing for me to really um, – and then another thing is, like, when you're leading, especially as a leader, you know what I mean, of a household, if nothing else, if you're a leader of a household, especially as a man, you're supposed to have vision. You know what I'm saying? You should have vision. You should be able to tell your wives, you should be able to tell your children where you are going at life. And, you know, um, and then you should, you're should you supposed to be able to help your your children learn how to have vision, cast vision, write it down, make a plan, et cetera, et cetera. So I, even though I was to a degree doing well in that area in a way i i i I did not i wasn't fully into that so you know what i'm saying like when they when it came about uh that i was getting ready to have a child i was just like yo like what am i doing me and my wife we weren't uh married yet so it was just a lot going on for me where it was like ah like you know what i'm saying and uh, at the time i was living so far in my head <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, it was, I internalized every I never told my wife anything about how I felt. You
2: know what I'm saying?
0: So it just, at that time, I was, I didn't even realize or understand I was living in my head. Matter of fact, I didn't understand that until the, uh, last week. <laughs> like, uh, just a couple of days before, because there's this, there's this thing that uh, this guy, I don't remember the guy's name that that's behind it, but there's this thing called Men on Fire. And I watched this video to kind of see, you know, like what it was kind of about and whatnot. And the guy gives you different things to help you to become better uh, for your marriage and everything. And so one of the things that he, uh, he breaks down is that, you know what I mean, uh, is that you're living in your head. And mm-hmm. I was like, whoa. And then he broke down what that looks like and stuff. And basically he was talking about basically that you internalize everything. And it's like, oh, shoot. And then that's when I realized, ah, I've been living in my head all these years. Ever since I was molested, bro, I just really started living in my head. And I didn't realize Mm -hmm. that until I watched that video. So, um, I was doing the same thing as a father, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't feel, I didn't feel prepared, bro. And and not, not understanding that it's very much important to, to talk about how you feel, especially Mm -hmm. with your spouse. We got married that same year. Um, um, but you know what I mean? Like we, you know, it, it was that, you know, I was, I was, I was caught up in my own virtual reality, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, um, I didn't feel prepared at all. And, but I was excited though. Cause I just knew like, yo, I'm about to have a son. Um, mm-hmm. especially when I found out I was a boy, I didn't know for sure. Like to me, I, I really didn't, didn't know for sure before we found out the sex of, of my first baby. Um, that it was going to be a boy or a girl. I just really hoped it was a boy. Like, I really... Because, again, I, like I said, I I had the the case, so to speak, of, of wanting to have a boy from me seeing my godson passing pass by in the incubator. So right. I was excited when I found out we were having a boy. I went to jump up and down for joy in that room. You know what I'm saying? We was in there. With, I was in there with my wife. And when they told us it was a boy, I was like, whew, like, I just... I could have ran around circles, victory laps, and all that, bro. Like it was, I was so excited. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I wanted to cry, I wanted to laugh, I wanted to do it all. Um, I didn't cry at the time, and for anybody that knows that I'm a crybaby, you know, like okay, he didn't cry. That that's a good, that's a good thing. So you know what I'm saying? But um, second baby, I was, I I, also, I had an indifferent thing. You know what I'm saying? Where it it wasn't so much that I didn't want him. It was just that it was so much going on, and again, I was still living in my head. It was so much going on, um, and and especially financially because I, I I started to realize and see how much it really kind of takes to have a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, not too long before we realized that my wife was pregnant, we had just moved, you know, out here to San Bernardino, so it was just like. I, cause I, w cause I'll and the, the other thing too, and this is kind of selfish of me, but I, I, I was like, man, we already got a baby. I just kind of wanted to have time before we had another baby. You know, raise this one up. We have, we still could get time to date and things like that. You know, what I'm saying, and it just like, you know, it just it wasn't playing. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it was just like, yo, like man, like um, you know. I was just, I was feeling that indifference because, like I said, even at the time, I still didn't have that great of a paying job, uh, things like that. It just, you know, and, and you know, and anybody that else has, that have had kids and they take care of their kids, they know, like financially speaking, it's a lot just for one kid, just for one. It's a lot. Imagine having two and my oldest, he was, when we found out my wife was pregnant, he was around... Mm, let me see. That's one November. So he was around six months when we found out that she was pregnant. <laughs> Only six months? So he was one when his brother was born. And it was, you know what I'm saying? So it was just like, yo, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I, I had to push through. I still hadn't realized I was living in my head yet. I, you know what I'm saying? But just, I had to push through. I had mm. to make things happen. You know what I'm saying? But it was just like what do I do with this? I don't even know what to do. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing with the first one still, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause, the, cause after you actually get into fatherhood, even if you think you prepare prepared for it, when you get into it and your baby is physically here, you realize you don't know as much as you think, you know, mm-hmm. no matter, That's no true. matter how many child development classes you've taken, no matter how many kids you've uh, babysat, you know what I'm saying? All that mm-hmm. stuff like, it is nothing like having your own. Sure, you might know how to change a diaper and maybe even feed a baby and something like that, but as far as raising the child, as far as parenting your child, there's nothing like that. You're not prepared for that until you get there. It's just trial and error, like the whole way through. Like That's probably the only thing on earth outside of marriage that is just flat out just trial and error as long as you live. Yeah.
1: I feel like there's no no amount of time that you can talk about it to ever be fully prepared. No way.
0: Yeah. uh, Now, I did tell my wife before baby number two, uh, before we found out what the sex was. Mm. And I I was hoping it was a girl because I already had a boy. So I I actually wanted a girl, second baby. But I told my wife, I said, and at first I was saying, no, it's a girl. I don't care what y'all say, it's a girl. But for some reason, I just felt on the inside pretty strong, like, "Uh, don't say that. Like, you don't know. It could be a girl. So I was like, I finally gave in. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to just be grateful whether it's a boy or a girl. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't really know. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. But I did tell my wife one thing for sure. I said that if this second baby is a boy, then it will go the same way that it went with my parents, which was boy, boy, girl. Really? And yes. I did tell her that much. Now, I didn't, I don't want to say that I didn't hear from God. But I don't want to say that I did. Like, I didn't go and pray and be intentional and ask God, you know what I'm saying, or have the whole conversation with God about it. But I do feel like he, like, put it in my spirit, or he made sure that, like, I could kind of tell, like, yeah, this is this or this is that. So I said, okay, if this one is a boy, then whenever we have a third child, it will be a girl. And, bro, when she got pregnant with the third baby – I proclaimed no matter what people said. I said, listen, this one's a girl. <laughs> said, this
1: is a girl. Out.
0: <laughs> now, this is how strong I was about that. We had the gender reveal. Remember, I earlier I said we had to gender uh-huh. reveal for the third one. My sister-in-law, she was so good. Shout out to Ashley for this one. She was so good in setting up how it was revealed. There's this game that's done at like baby showers, birthdays, stuff like that. They pass around the gift, and they do a story with it or whatever, and you kind of keep passing the gifts back and forth, back around, back around. So in this particular case, these weren't actual gifts. These were, I, well, I don't remember. I, they they might have been, but there was something that as far as I know – no, no, they weren't gifts. They were clues. They were just kind of wrapped in, like, boxes and stuff like that. So they were all clues, though, to where to to the the, the, the the gender of the baby. Mm-hmm. So we get to this last one, right? We get to this last box or whatever. And I'm like, this is the last one. <laughs> but it's in blue. What the heck is going on? Like, I know it's a girl. Uh-huh. So right when we're, like, opening up what we think is the last thing. She played. Oh, no, no, hey, no. No, no, so, no. So we opened up the last box. I think it was a pink. It was a pink one. So I was like, okay, yeah. And so we opened it up. And it was another clue. I was like, wait, what? Like, and then we looking around like where's the and she's acting like, oh wait, where's that? And then so she acting like she don't know. And it's like, come to find out, quote unquote, there's two more in the in the back somewhere. Mm-hmm. So she goes gets the other two. And it's a blue and a pink box. Or whatever. It's pink, blue and pink wrap, whatever. And we we open up the blue one and the way that the clue sounds it makes it seem like you found the gender the 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 gender of the baby so Mm. in that moment i was hot like i was like there's no way it's a boy like on the inside i'm like (laughs) like, no this is not true it is a girl i know it's a girl i don't care like this is crazy and then it was just a a, a clue to kind of trick you to make you think it was a boy and it was a girl and I was <laughs> so excited. And I, you know what I'm saying? I just broke it down. Like,
1: uh, I, was, I remember like, seeing a clip of the video. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I, I didn't hype. express it.
0: Yeah, I was hyped, but I wasn't like, I didn't really show. I almost did let people know, like, I was mad. But then, <laughs> like, you know, I just kept it in. I was like, all right, wait, let me, let me keep it together and just be grateful that, it's, you know, it's a baby and it's healthy. You know what I'm saying? But just as quick as that happened, you know what I'm saying? We were able to find out it was a girl. And so, you know what I'm saying? But I, I knew, I knew that it was a girl. Again, I wasn't really prepared for any of them. Truth be told, mm-hmm. I really wasn't. It was just, um, it was so much going on. And truth be told, looking at hindsight, it was so much going on with me. It just, you know, everything in life for me really, you know, just made me feel like I'm not ready to be a father again. Um, mm-hmm. So how did I navigate that, though? Even though I was excited, um, um, and stuff and you know even with baby number two I, I i got to a point of like looking forward to it you know what i'm saying um especially when he got here oh man now especially if it's time alone with just my uh, my son lennox bro is uh, and, and me and my wife I, I just had this conversation with her the other day i said like it's nothing like when you know just being with him just doing him by yourselves it is great it, i mean and it's like that with all three kids um, just, you know what I'm saying, uh, Lennox, he like to cut up a lot. <laughs> so, but when he's by himself, bro, oh man, it's like the greatest thing ever. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, this is so dope when, cause the way he, cause he, he talks pretty, you know, pretty good right now and stuff. So, you know, and there's things that he's into like blippy and certain types of songs that he likes and it's just different things that he you know, that he can kind of express to you and you know, like, what it is. And it's just so dope to have that time alone with him. It's like, yo. Yeah. Like, it makes you appreciate you mean, all quality time.
1: Blippi, so, like, me and my daughter, a lot of times at night before she goes to sleep, i like, uh-huh. sit her in my lap and we watch Blippy together. And I'm like, we're both pointing out stuff. Ah, oh, yeah, it's a race car. oh yeah, it's this. She looking back at me like, yeah, it is. You know, Like, that's dope. I love <laughs> that feeling. That's
0: amazing. Yeah, bro. So, um, we, um, yeah man it, it, it's uh, but basically you know what I'm saying I just to to be honest I don't feel like I really truly navigated the feelings that I have for any of them I because again I was living in my head so that's the way I did mm-hmm. it um so to speak not the best thing to be doing you know what I'm saying whether you're express whether how you feel is good or or not good or however you feel about it you know what I'm saying like it's not good to live in your head with any of it. Um, that's toxic that can that can really affect your your marriage if you if you're married to the person or you know whatever so
1: yeah i didn't fake it i told my wife straight up she was like how you feel and i was like "Mm -hmm." she was like i feel something (laughs) yeah yeah it was was (laughs) tough but um but
0: i will say this man like i was i was if no other period in time i was excited when they were actually born like, yeah. those times... it Now, I will say with Lennox, which is my middle baby, for those that have not figured it out yet, it was only difficult to to be excited because there was complications. Mm, yeah. And he yeah. ended up in the NICU. And um, there was a lot of people that know, but he ended up in the NICU. And that was one of the hardest times in my life. Like, literally, that's probably the hardest time in my life so far. That, I remember that, praying that, for that you. Trunks, yeah, bro, I remember trunks, talking
1: about it, and I remember praying for you
0: that trumps being molested because the thing is you f- like when as a parent, when you feel powerless, when you feel like you can't do anything to help your child it it's, it is, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Mm-hmm. Like dead is like, I don't care who, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's nothing like there's no, I don't think there's no greater, uh, sense of sorrow or, you know, sadness. <laughs> Than feeling like you can't do anything to help your baby, and all you can just go do is just go see them where they are, and that's it like it's yeah. and it was hard like i and and in all honestly bro like there was there was i I spent more time at home with my s my older son um you know what I'm saying um than I did going to the hospital, and you know what I'm saying like it was just because i i, I do I don't do well with seeing people I love um in hospitals and in a in a in a state that I can't help them in like, right. having to see your son hooked up to machines and have all these things hooked up to him is just you know what I'm saying like that's something I have to deal with, but you know what I'm saying it's hard for me to do that mm-hmm. um, so let's get one more question in real quick. We definitely gonna do we have this episode yeah, we, we have to. to. <laughs> we uh well no you you asked one of your questions, bro. We kinda we went through.
1: Uh you just disappeared. Oh. My bad. <laughs> I,
0: I, I literally keep forgetting to have that nine o'clock alarm on my phone. <laughs> every it's every Tuesday. We're supposed to be yeah, I got there's something I'm supposed to be doing at nine o'clock, so
1: um dang, which one do I wanna ask? Okay, I ask this one: How has being a parent affected your marriage? Oof. Um.
0: I want to say in the well, longer, y'all entered
1: into parenthood before marriage, right? Or was she she hadn't had the baby yet? She, she hadn't had the baby yet.
0: Okay, she was so pregnant really. when we got married, but she wasn't. She wasn't. Uh.
1: But. Uh, Cause I always feel like that dynamic is a little bit different. Cause we were married oh, yeah. for like a year and a half before oh, yeah. oh, my yeah. wife got pregnant. I, I would, it, like
0: me personally, if I could oh. rearrange the time, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't regret my kids. I just wish I could rearrange the order of everything. Like mm-hmm. if I could, like take it out and say, okay, I'm gonna keep, the, I keep the same kids. Cause there's, there's, there, I don't know how to live life. Now I don't know how to live life. It's just, it's hard to imagine life. Without, Without like, them, like, these yeah. Particular kids, like my son, my older son is the dopest. My yeah, like my kids are are the greatest. I just you know what I'm saying. So I wouldn't take them out the picture. It's just I would rearrange the time, the order of things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just because that dynamic is a lot different when you have when you enter into marriage and then shortly after you have your baby. Like you have no like me. Like I'll put it like this: you like marriage is. Uh, a whole job. Itself. And <laughs> so you kind of learn how to be a husband and a wife already. Mm-hmm. Then you have to start almost right away. It's almost like starting uh, two different courses at one time in a school or something like that. And you have to learn both of th- these languages. Like let's say you're taking cur- courses on foreign languages.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Cause you got to learn love language for your, for your spouse. Then you got to learn the language of being a parent to a child. Just like, yo, <laughs> I'm trying to balance. And none of this stuff is making sense to me. I'm just trying to – so, you know what I'm saying? So, it, it's difficult. But I, I will say that um, – I, I, I will say in the long run, ultimately, I feel like it has helped me. Um, I think it – man, it, it's, it's such a, a – a, I want to say that it's helped me in the long run, um, Mm -hmm. because you know, finally, it's like, yo, like, either you're gonna keep living in your head, or you gotta live out, you know, get out your head, and do everything that you can to make everything work for the betterment of your kids. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, I want, I want my kids to see marriage and view marriage as um, as a healthy thing, as one of the greatest things God has ever gifted us to to be part of, um, Mm you know what I'm saying? And so that means I have to do what I have to do, you know what I'm saying? Do my part in making sure that marriage looks as great as it possibly can or look the way that God intended for it to look like. Um, Mm -hmm. So um, I would just say it's given me the motivation to work through um, any uh, issues have all the fun times like I could have with my wife to make sure that it is what it's supposed to be. That make that make sure that um, my marriage looks like the design that God originally intended for it to intended. look like.
1: So, I think for me, um, the first child, my daughter Zanaya, me and my wife got closer because I was, hmm. you know, prepared for the prepared mentally. Uh, I was excited about it. I felt like she was always glowing. I'm always kissing her stomach. I'm like, yeah, I was, <laughs> I, was, I, was I was into the first one. The second one, um, it was rough. My marriage was rough during the second one. Um, we didn't really argue like that, but we did not talk as much. Oh. Uh, like I said, I was around there to make sure she was straight, and then I was alone after that, you know? Um I remember this too um, and now you know this this is a little a little more intimate after we was after pregnancy was over and you know you got about like what six weeks you know what I'm saying for the healing that happened and everything like that so you go ahead and get back intimate and I remember after after it was over she was going through her healing process and everything and when we got the word that it was time that we could go back and get get back in the bedroom Ah, I was not happening. Now I remember her coming to me, telling me, and she was like, "Yo, like, we can now." She was like, "But I ain't gonna lie to you, I don't feel it." <laughs> like, I, just, <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel it. She was like, "She's like, there's, there's no feelings right down there in the parts. No feelings." And I'm like, "Bro," and I'm like, "Yeah, I, I, I feel you. I'm the same way." It took a while, and then finally we had a conversation just about feelings about like how we felt during the whole pregnancy and all that. And that unlocked the key. And finally we made it back to the bedroom. <laughs> uh, but hey. that's, that's, that's how rough the pregnancy was on us. That it took a while after the baby was gone, born. But I would say, uh, Oh, you about to comment on that real quick before I. Yeah. I'm um, just gonna make a little sigh
0: <laughs> Have you, have you listened to that, uh, that podcast episode on the Love Hour with many of? No. I have not heard that one. Oh man, I can't even make my comment there, bro. I don't know oh, yeah. make it. But you gotta you gotta know what I'm talking about in order to uh to, you know what I'm saying? So okay. I, I just gotta, gotta pin it. Hey, just make sure you go listen to that. When you hear it, you might catch it and you might laugh at it when you when you realize I, I'm gonna have to the listen listen to connection before
1: the bonus episode. Yeah, do that. Uh, okay. So yeah, <laughs> but I think after after that, after we became back intimate, to be honest. I think that was the missing piece that picked the marriage back up, you know what I mean? So after Mm. that happened, then we were able to start dreaming again. You know what I'm saying? Like we were able to get back to having our normal conversations. Our friendship was back intact. We were able to go back to writing down goals and stuff like that, you know, back to the way that we were with the, before him. So yeah, it took a while, you know, it took a while, it took a while, but yeah. So it actually elevated the marriage after he was born. nice
0: nice well listen we are going to do a bonus episode and depending on how that bonus episode go we will probably do another bonus episode uh just in between <laughs> our regular episodes because <laughs> i mean i almost didn't even get through two of my questions so yeah and i got a yeah few, and yeah and i got a few too. so these are yeah we are swimming in, in in deep feet we swimming at eight nine feet you know what I'm saying? Ten feet of water when we come mm-hmm. back on at least one more episode, you know, with just me and Dre. But we got some guests for you guys for the uh, for the rest of the series. We have uh, our dear brother and friend, Mike Smith. We have my own father, Ray Roberson. Uh, I, hey, just a quick side note, fun fact. I almost ended up a junior, bro. Oh, yeah? If I'm not mistaken, yeah, I almost ended up a junior. I think... Uh, oh wait no 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 maybe not maybe not but I mean well I'll I'll reveal it when my dad get on but uh, that episode is dropping next week and then we have uh, Dre's mentor I believe coming Mm -hmm. on at the end uh, to close us out so yeah this is going to be a fun fatherhood series and we are looking forward to it join us every Friday for the Flip the Switch podcast. Hit us up in the DMs and the comments on YouTube, uh, Instagram. We Flip the Switch. Uh, Let us know how we're doing. Let us know of any topics that you guys want us to uh, talk about. Any questions on fatherhood that you guys have, that would be greatly appreciated. Just for the sake of us wanting to um, make sure that we... Give you guys what you want content-wise. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all might mm-hmm. have some questions and we can we can answer those. We can get some answers for y'all. You know what I'm saying? So uh hit us y'all up. Y'all might have know. some
1: stories. If you want to hit yeah. us up with a story, let us know.
0: Yeah, we we could use that for our, uh in place of the random opinion, so to speak, of the week or whatever. Or we could include it on the bonus episodes and things like that. We'll acknowledge you, you know what I'm saying? State your names if you want us to state your name. If not, we won't. You know what I'm saying? We'll keep you anonymous. But uh yeah, hit us up, let us know what y'all are thinking, hit yeah. us up on the Apple Podcast. Give us ratings and reviews. Five stars. I ain't playing with y'all. Keep telling you all <laughs> that. But, uh, but on the real though, man, just hit us up. You know what I'm saying? And with that said, to this, to this the is the Flip the, the Switch podcast where we flip the switch the on the to everything. To uh, and, everything. Uh, it's not just, just our podcast, it's your like podcast. It's your podcast. And we Why and we sincerely mean that. So We out. We out. I can feel my favorite time to stay. My name Ray Flipper. Why you flip the switch like this? Like this. So, uh, Watch me flip the switch like this.
1: I flipped the switch ever since I put the emphasis on the infinite. Took my pain, flipped that in the